Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Hey, Ramon. Good morning, champion. How are you? 
you know what? I'm a blessed man, like Dave Ramsey says, doing better than I deserve. I am fantastically well and excited for the next hour, man. man I love your energy. And, uh, man, we're going to help some people this morning. You know, I love our, our subtitle. First of all, be obsessed or be average. I mean, come on now. That's my man, GC. That's my uncle, G. Grant Cardone. I've known that gentleman for over 20 years. Uh, I think I've got... Uh, no, I've got seven figures invested with him. I think I've got about $2 million invested with him. I'm in about all of his funds. Uh, and if you aren't in Cardone Capital, I strongly suggest you take a look at what Grant has to offer. Um, he has been very good to me, very good to my family. Uh, I don't think I would be at the point I'm at in my life without the influence of Grant Cardone. And, uh, you know, a lot of the the practices, the financial literacy I learned from Grant. So uh, be be obsessed or be average. I totally agree. And I, I love the book and I love the meaning behind it. But we're going to talk a little bit this morning, you and Adam and I, is, is, is how to thrive during uncertain times. I mean, you know, we've got some uncertain times. We've got some volatility out there. We've got, you know, interest rates going up. Gas prices are coming down, but they're still high. We've got the cost of living that's went through the roof. I mean, they can tell us inflation's eight, nine, ten percent. I say BS. Inflation is substantially higher than that. And so if you're making the same, you're actually net losing money. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about what to do during these uncertain times. And if you do me a favor and please share this room out to all social media, uh, the one thing that you could do to help build your personal brand is sharing and giving to others. So we're going to give you some executable things, some some ideas. We're going to share, uh, you know, what what some some of the things I'm personally doing, and and people that I uh, at the dealerships that I mentor and coach, some strategies about what to do. Also, you know, don't panic. There's a lot of money to be made in volatility too. So um, the the phrase is the rich get richer. So what what do they do? What you know? How do they do that? And we're going to talk about all this this morning. Um, and Ramon, I really appreciate you running with me. And uh, of course, you know, you're one of the co-founders of the Savage Initiative, which I'm extremely excited about. And uh, I tell you, if you are not dealing with Ramon, and I, he's extremely busy, but if you are not dealing with Ramon and you're not, you have not had a conversation with that man, you need to. What he has done for my personal brand in a short amount of time is unbelievable. I had a vision of being on Apex Live on the stage and with Ramon's help of with Savage Initiative and then helping me with my personal branding. And, and what he's done is he's getting me on stages and getting me in rooms that, you know, I thought about and, and dreamed about at one point. And so if you're not working with Ramon, you know, you need to reach out to him because the man is absolutely brilliant, brilliant. So, Ramon, it's an honor to run with you. I see our other brother from another mother, Adam. And, you know, obviously we've got a lot of rock star ladies in here. So that we're not this is not going to be the three men, the three stooges. So, you know, we want everybody to participate. We want everybody to share. But the first thing you can do is share this out, share it out across all social media, uh, share it out in the clubhouse streets. Please share this room, ping people in. Let's grow this room. Right now, we've got 195 people here now. There should be 500 people in this room. We're going to deliver that much value this morning. And if you care about somebody and you want them to have some strategies about what to, what to do during uncertain times, do them, a, do them a solid and ping them in here. Touch them and say, hey, jump over here. Listen to what these, these guys and all these rock star moderators are going to talk about today. And let's truly help some people. 
let's help some people. I know there's some people that are scared. There's people that are concerned. And my first bit of advice to people before I pass over you, Ramon, is uh, don't panic. Do not panic. That's the worst thing you could do. We've got some volatility going on in the, the dealerships right now. Um, we've had, you know, we've lost a couple of team members. Uh, one of them went on to better things, and one of them we had to kind of we had to part ways with. They just weren't a good culture fit. They were a producer, but not a good culture fit. And the first thing everybody does in uncertain times is they look at you as the leader. And one of my leaders kind of panicked a little bit. And I said, whoa, hope, chill, deep breath, deep breath. We got this. Behind closed doors, we can kind of talk about what our strategy is going to be. But right now, in uncertain times, leaders step up and lead. And your family needs a leader. Your, your, your businesses need a leader. Your community needs a leader. They, we need leaders now more than ever right now. So the leaders, the real leaders, step up. They step up and say, you know what? We got this. We got this. And, you know, we wish them nothing but the very best. And we appreciate everything we've done. But we are going to figure this out. And we're going to figure it out as a team. And we're going to, we're going to fight. We're going to fight through this adversity. So the first thing I advice I would give Ramon and Adam to people right now is do not panic. The best time to buy something is when you do not have to. The best time to sell something is when you do not have to. When you have to sell something, then you, then you don't get the value out of the asset or out of the item. Whenever you buy something that you have to buy, you have to buy, that's when you lose the negotiation, the upper hand on the negotiation. So do not panic. Do not go and fire sale. Do not go and sell things at a discount or at a lower rate. That's the first bit of advice is do not panic and do not make any drastic decisions immediately. Ramon, what do you think about that? Oh, I love that, man. I love that, man. I got a lot, a lot to share, but let me just pause on that. Thank you, Scott, and uh, give Adam the mic next, but I think that is powerful, and I think it's easy. Definitely, uh, I've been caught in that, Scott, panicking. Uh, I'll give you a discount to give you a discount, and I think that wisdom is definitely on spot, but Adam Smith, U.S. Army Green Beret, Special Forces Entrepreneur, uh, Business Owner. Let me give you the mic first, man, or, you know, second after Scott here. Talk to us. Is Scott right, Adam? I think, you know, meaning when you got a gun to your head, a knife to your neck, nobody's buying. Is it true, Scott? I mean, don't panic. I'm like, I'd be freaking out. So talk on that or other things and reintroduce yourself. Feel free to take the mic for a bit, Adam, and tell us who you are. And then Good dive morning. in, Scott just said. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that introduction, Ron. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, you know, look, Scott's 100% right. Rule number one is to not panic. When, when, when shit hits the fan, both literally and figuratively, Oftentimes people will have an emotional reaction to the situation and the battle that we all face is trying to not succumb to our emotions and not take immediate emotional reaction to the situation. Nine times out of 10, what ends up happening is that it's kind of the psychology of chaos is amazing. And what Scott is talking about is overcoming the lizard brain. It's overcoming the immediate emotional desire and the immediate emotional response to take uh, to take drastic action when chaos is already ensuing. And one of the one of the very one the number one rules that we learn when we go through um, we go through the the Q course and then when we get into combat is that when the fight erupts, uh, you have to identify 
you have to identify what direction to attack in. And what we're seeing in the current market economy and what we're seeing in the shifts that are happening right now, we're seeing, you know, we're seeing recessions, we're seeing interest points drop and interest points raise, we're seeing inflation increase all over the place. I just had this conversation with my dad the other day, he said, you know, I, I got some extra money, I decided to put it into the markets, I wanted to invest it aggressively, I put it into the market, I called my guy, this was two months ago, I put it into the market, I called my guy, I've already lost $400. He said, and I wanted to use that money for something. And I was like, yeah, you, you are. You're using that money to take advantage of the markets. If my recommendation is as the markets continue to shift, continue to buy. It's an opportunity to continue to invest in a suppressed market. And what Scott said is 100% right. There is a lot of money to be made when markets have these downward trends. We're going to see some major shifts in the real estate market. We're going to see some major shifts across the entirety of, of, of the entire economy of what's happening. And if you're patient... And you don't have an emotional reaction, but you logically think and respond to what's taking place. There is great opportunity to be taken advantage of. So Scott's rule number one, absolutely do not panic. When chaos ensues, don't panic. I think he's 100% right on the money. And I think more importantly, if you're listening to this right now, you have an opportunity to pump the brakes, take a big deep breath, don't panic, don't freak out, and take an opportunity to identify what is going, what you can benefit from in this situation. I know right now, me, I'm working on two different deals. So one of the deals I'm working on uh, is an opportunity based out of Florida. There's an opportunity in the market space to create a new security firm. So I'm working on creating a new security firm. And I'm also currently looking at a, a real estate opportunity that I'm trying to take advantage of. And if I can flex both of those opportunities and pause and pump the brake and not think I have to act, but rather I get to act, when is the opportune moment to do so? Not looking for the perfect moment, looking for an excellent moment to take action. That those both of those opportunities are going to pan out and create a crap ton of return on the back end. So I think Scott's one hundred percent right on this. Chaos when chaos ensues, be the calm in the storm. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let me push on this a bit more with both you, Adam and Scott. Scott, I'm going to turn to you first. Uh, and if you don't like the question, Scott, feel free to cough or go, <clears throat> Ramon, uh, we're not going there. Um, but I'm going to push, Scott. <laughs> um, you work with, for your partner, Carter Myers Automotive. Cars, vehicles, you know, you can restate it how you want is the lifeblood of the U.S. in any economy. It's a huge, huge houses, cars, things of that nature being important. The economy is in flux. Can you sh share with us, Scott, some specific things that you are doing with your team as you look at the economy? Are, are you all concerned? Are you worried? Are you hiring more, hiring less? Are you getting cash reserves? I don't want you to tell us your competitive plans, but lessons learned for us. What is Scott, an executive at a well-regarded dealership in Virginia area, what are y'all doing that we can learn from you? And then, Adam, I'm going to push you for the same thing. What if people stop buying your leadership training? What if companies don't want security anymore? I'm just, you know, having fun with the question. I'd like to know what you are doing or thinking about what we'll do. Scott, what do you say? Yeah, Ramon, first of all, that's an excellent question. And, and Adam, uh, you're right on point, as always. And, and Ramon, this is, what, this is what I would share. So, Obviously, even a profitable business can can uh, go out of business. So you have to conserve cash. And our company, Carter Myers Automotive Group and the Valley Dealerships, which Carter Myers now has 23 stores going to 24. Now we are going to have a brand new store in Maryland. Uh, we got a store in West Virginia. And uh, we now we've got 22 others in Virginia. We are a conservative company. We've always been a conservative company. We've been around about 100 years. Um, 
the meetings that we are having right now is we look at every expense that we have and we analyze those expenses. For example, sales have slowed down some. However, the margins are up because there is a supply issue. So when there's more demand than there is supply. So even if the economy takes a dip and rates go up, we have so much pent up demand in the auto industry. We're going to be okay. Auto industry is going to be fine because over the last couple of years, there was the, the supply of vehicles have been down. So we have plenty we, right now where there's more demand than supply. And um, so that's a good thing that drives, that drives margins up. Um, what we've done, we do see service department customers are keeping their cars longer, putting more miles on them, which require more maintenance. So service business is up. Um, we look at every expense recurring. Look at your statements. Look at your credit cards. You Every day, you should sign into your credit card statement and your bank accounts and look at your balances every day. What is your expenses? What is your assets? Subtract those two. What's your cash flow in, cash flow out? Every single day, you should look at your accounts, one, to see if you have fraud, two, to see, hey, daggone it, I've been paying for that car wash $29.99 a month. Damn, I don't know the last time I went to that car wash. So if you look at it every single day, then you have a meeting with your family, your team, and say, hey, we need to keep cut expenses 10%. So for an example, we cut overtime back. So we've asked the associates to be more efficient. They got overtime. In the time that they're there, so we cut back overtime. I have to approve overtime at this point. Um, look at counts every single day. Look at every single expense. My advice to my team right now is, if you don't need it to survive, do not buy it. Quite simple. What also I think is important when going through times like this is, you have to be involved in a community. Whether it's consuming content on YouTube or it's learning on Clubhouse or it's part of a community, you need to be surrounded by a community that you can reach out. Like I, I get reached out to all the time about advice on things, business advice, tax advice, cash flow advice, and, and I share that information with people, but a lot of people simply don't know what to do. And the knowledge and the network of people can really save you a lot of time and a lot of, a lot of money also. So um, watch your expenses, Ramon, is what we're doing. We're looking at our accounts every single day, um, and we're making very smart business decisions. We will hire a good person no matter what. Good people uh, will always make room for a good uh, team, a good, for someone that, to join our team. But uh, we are watching our expenses very closely. And we are monitoring it, and we are conservative. But that's our strategy. Adam, I'm going to pass it over to you. And Ramon, great question. Absolutely. Adam, please. And Adam, I love, by the way, before, Adam, if you don't mind, I'd love to hear uh, your lessons learned because one benefit we have with the three of us working together, Adam, you did serve, uh, and not just in the military, but Special Forces Green Beret. Uh, can you talk about that concept and things you've learned, especially in uncertain times, Adam? I'm assuming you and your brothers and sisters were in a lot of situations where you didn't know the right answer. And I know, again, you can say it better than me, Adam, but you have this theme you quite talk about, not perfection. It's not perfect, but we're still taking action. We're still moving. I think you just said a quote. I wrote it down like you're uh, not the perfect moment, but the excellent choice uh, and looking in the right, the, the right direction to attack. I have a feeling that has to do with what Scott just said, Adam. Uh, can you touch on that if that makes sense? 
Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, look, when, when what we do in the military in general, we live in a constant state of the unknown. And and oftentimes I think people really want an opportunity to have control and everybody is seeking to try and control their circumstances and their outcomes as much as humanly possible. What, what I, what I came to realize was that, and somebody once, what somebody once asked me, we had gotten what's called a warning order, a warno, we we're getting ready to get deployed, the possibility of getting deployed. We hadn't gotten our orders yet. And we got this warning order. Somebody said, Hey, are you excited? And my response was no, not really, because it's just a warning order. Like we, we know there's a possibility that things are going to change. I'm not going to actually start worrying about what's going to happen until I see the change begin to happen. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that we don't take precautions and preemptive efforts. So you get a warning order, you make sure that you have your kit packed. You make sure that you have your your, your weapons squared away. You make sure that you have all your radio com communication equipment in proper working order. You make sure that you have, so all this stuff that we maintain on a regular basis, we go back through and double check to ensure that it's ready to go. And I think what Scott's talking about is exactly the same concept. When we start seeing the warning signs of what's going to happen, we don't get emotional. We just double down on the preparatory work and effort that we've already been putting in. One, we want to have a higher level of liquidity. We want to make certain that our kit and our money is ready to go. Two, we don't want to take preemptive action because we don't necessarily know exactly which direction the target is going to be. So for us, once we get the operations order, once we get the actual order to deploy or the order to do a mission, now we know what the target is. Now we know how to shift our effort and direction into that space. And I think that's something that entrepreneurs have to get better at. They have to get better at being able to make real-time shifts and flow with the situations as they present themselves rather than sitting themselves into a corner and saying, no, this is the way it's got to be. This is exactly what I want. I have total control over everything and my, my circumstances and my outcomes, and I'm going to direct this in the direction that I want it to go. In reality, you're not, bro. You're not going to do that. What's going to happen is you are going to break because you become rigid as the market continues to shift. Every successful entrepreneur that I've ever worked with and every successful combat commander that I've ever worked with or been under has had the same mentality. And that is you take massive action in the direction that the opportunity presents. And when that opportunity stops presenting itself, you shift your effort and action into the new opportunity and direction. It's what we call moving fronts. And moving fronts means that in this moment, we have an opportunity, a window, a door, a, um, a moment that we get to exploit. So we're going to exploit that moment. We're going to exploit that opportunity. And as soon as that opportunity is either done being exploited or is no longer possible to be exploited, then we have to, at the same time, continue to watch to watch for the next opening to happen. And when that next opening happens, we shift. We shift our effort. That doesn't necessarily mean that our original effort is completely canceled. It just means that there is the next opportunity inside of a constantly shifting market for us to take advantage of. We see this real time in close quarters combat. In close quarters combat, when we try to breach an entry point or breach a, a, a compound, uh, we, we have a plan and we want to go after one specific breach point. But if that breach point, like a door or a wall or a window, if that fails or we find that it's, it's um, overprotected and our initial plan isn't going to work, then we have to shift where our next breach point is going to be. So we're constantly looking for these new openings. We're constantly looking to gain tactical advantage of the situation. Notice how I never said we're trying to find control. What we're trying to do is we're trying to gain tactical advantage over the situation so that we can tactically apply our finances, our liquidity, our knowledge, our skills, and our effort in such a way that creates 
a better situation and progress towards the ultimate desired end state, whatever our target truly is. And you can't be rigid and inflexible. When you're operating constantly in the unknown, you just have to acknowledge and accept that what you do know is what you do know. What you want to know, you're learning about. And when an opportunity presents itself that you didn't know you didn't know, then you have to realize in that moment, like, dude, I didn't even realize I didn't know that. Now it's time to take advantage of this thing, gain more information about it, become better prepared, and execute on the back end. I think Scott... I think Scott's talking about that specifically. When you get the warno, you see the signs, double down on what you're doing and make certain that you're prepared. And then when the opportunity presents itself, logically and strategically take that first order tactical action in order to exploit that opportunity. This is like revolutionary amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. Three things I wanted to add to this. Remind everybody and people, Scott and Adam are already doing it. I haven't even said anything yet, but the Savage Initiative, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you're liking what you're hearing, we're going to formally, it's already launched, but we're in beta. We're going to formally open up the Savage community. I would say, I think it is, Scott, we talked in our call, Adam and Scott, about the next seven or so days. We're going to formally open that up. Some of you have already applied, so get back to us. We have a slight, slight backlog of, of people who are applying, but I do recommend all of you, many of you already doing it, the savageinitiative.com. You can see the link there. If you want insights like this from Scott, from Scott and Adam and myself, definitely join for free at no cost to you, the email newsletter. If you want to join our community, and there is a long application process uh, because we want the right fit in the community, definitely I encourage you to apply and see if you're a fit for the Savage Initiative community. And what I wanted to add, Scott and Adam, is that I was at a Zoho conference this past week, and it's amazing, um, uh, Adam and Scott, how mindset is the central thing that unites people or divides people. It's not skin color. It's not necessarily your background and things. Those things affect things, right? Scott has a whole different background growing up in Virginia than I did. Adam has a whole different background being in the military and other things than I do. But the point is mindset. And what the founder of Zoho said, uh, Adam, and it echoes what you said, he talked about the aspect of never be so arrogant that you're not willing to change your opinions based on new information. And it's funny, Adam's saying it in his gruff, don't, don't be careful, dude. you know, be willing to change what you think. Scott's, you know, talking in his, and this guy's from India, same thing. So I just underline that, that never be so arrogant And what his name is, uh, Sridhar. He says, be humble, be confident, but be humble. And so in a few minutes, Scott and Adam, I'm gonna open the floor with your permission and agreement about eight minutes. Open up the floor to the BWC community to ask questions. You have Scott Simons here, uh, investor, entrepreneur, executive at Carter Myers Automotive. You have Adam Smith here, US Army Special Forces Green Beret, and a business owner. So much uh, skill set here, and myself here in this trio as well. So this is your time. In the next eight minutes, we're gonna open up the floor so you can ask a specific question about your business or about your life and see how we can help you today. Adam and Scott, I hope you're scrolling through the chat. Uh, Dr. Tangi, strategically take action. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Anthony. Blessings to you all. We received that. So keep that chat lit. And one question I have for the chat, and then I'm going to turn it back to you, Scott. I have a follow-up question for you is that if this information is important and if you felt fear and anxiousness before, but you think you're ready, a little bit ready, can you put ready in the chat? 
Let's see who's ready, no matter what comes, who believes they're ready for what may come in the future. I love it. Healthwell says, don't panic. Maximilian says, ready. Love it, love it, love it. Yusuf says, ready. Good, 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 good. So we're on team ready today with the Savage Initiative. Scott, Simon, back to you, man. Just touch on a few things as well. Any thoughts on the aspect of personal finance? I know this is a thing that's very important to you, and you may have touched on it a bit. We've talked about business, what you're doing at CMA. What about your family? Let me go there. What is the Simon's family doing? And again, nothing too personal, but as you look at, okay, we maybe we were flush a year or two ago. Now, you know, you're talking to your wife and family, not sure. And part of it, you may have already said, Scott, cutting expenses, but anything else on the personal side that you're doing? And then Adam, yeah, I want to get into your business. I want to know what the Smith family's doing. And I'll be vulnerable and talk the same if we can go there. Scott, can you talk to us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely, Ramon. And, and uh, great, great question. Um, we talk about our finances and our family. We run our family like a business. Our family is Simons Enterprises, Inc. I'm the director. It's an S corporation. My wife is basically the uh, VP. My son is on payroll. Our daughter is on payroll. That is a strategy. So I'm a W-2 employee at Carter Myers Automotive Group. Plus, I'm a partner, which part owns it. Plus, I part own and invested in, I don't, I think I'm close to 30 businesses now. And all those businesses are underneath the umbrella of Simon's Enterprises, Inc. For example, this, this summer, we did not take a family vacation. We always go somewhere. We try to go somewhere nice and we always plan it. We go typically out of the country. We didn't do that this year. Uh, one, our schedules are crazy busy. Two, we just didn't want to spend the you know, uh, ten thousand to twelve thousand dollars on the on the trip this year. We just have a lot going on. Uh, now next year we'll probably go to somewhere like Greece or Italy, which is where we want to go. But we'll start planning that for next year. And our family understood. Um, the point I want to say uh, about don't panic. Yeah, absolutely. Don't anybody panic. But also, ladies and gentlemen, let me, let me talk to you. You need to be aware. And you need to double down on everything that you're doing. It, stick to your workout routine. Stick to your uh, disciplines. Work harder. Work smarter. Do not think uh, that, you know, for some of us, I will say, uh, the auto industry has been a little, quote, unquote, easy the last couple of years. And some of those people are sitting there and they didn't save their, mon their money. They didn't pay themselves first. The concept of paying yourself first is, is to have uh, amounts come out of your check or out of your accounts on an automatic, take, take for instance, 401k. My wife and I have maxed out our 401ks since we were 22. I turned 50 in December. I have well over a million dollars in that account. Uh, one, it's a tax savings to you. Uh, two, um, you know, typically people spend what, what their net income is. So the more things you can have automatically come out of your account and go into these other accounts is smart because it automatically comes out like 401k comes out before taxes are taken out, not unless you do the Roth plan. But we've maxed that out. Um, we've also had, you know, talked about it. If we don't need it to survive right now, you know, if we don't need it to survive, you know, we simply are watching what we purchase and what we buy. And we talk about that as a family. You know, if you don't talk about it, 
and you get, you know, a bill or you get an expense that shows up on that credit card because you're checking it every single day. And if you haven't had that conversation and say, hey, there's some volatility right now. We need to conserve cash because we want to take advantage of these opportunities. We want to, you know, when other people have to sell, we want to buy. That's where you create wealth. So, hey, guys, we need to watch a little bit what we're doing here. You know, if it doesn't make sense, let's talk about it. If it's an expense over 500 bucks, let's talk about it. You know, and um, if you don't have that conversation and then expense comes in, next thing you know, you're arguing about it because you weren't clear about it with your family. You know, you weren't clear about it from the very beginning. So you've got to have that open communication. You've got to be one team. Not everybody runs their family like a business. We do. And we think that's extremely important. Sometimes that's, you know, having those hard conversations. Also, be sure that you're looking at, and I'll turn it over to Adam and we'll get some questions. Make sure that you are using leverage, that you um, have taken out an equity line on your house, that you know where you can get into cash, either through life insurance or investments. Obviously, if some of your investments have went down and you use leverage on your investments, there may not be as much equity in those investments for you to pull out. But make sure you have access to capital. Make sure that you can use leverage in order to take, you know, in order to take advantage of, and advantage is a bad word, in order to um, uh, invest in opportunities uh, right now. So that's a, that's just something that I would suggest to everybody. Adam, what about you? Yeah, we're, we're in a similar position. The uh, setting of the family up as an S-Corp is something that I learned about in the last couple of years. And so uh, one of my biggest focuses in the last couple of years that we, as we saw an uptick in the economy and we saw an uptick in, in um, economic prosperity around the, around the country, around the world was to establish and set up an S corp to make certain that uh, my family is a business. And this is the thing I, I say this a lot of times to clients, which is um, uh, all family is business, but not all business is family. And, and, and if we look at family expenses, if we look at, money in money out there's no difference between looking at the ledger of your family when it comes to finances and looking at the ledger of your business you have assets you have liabilities you have investments you you know ultimately you're constantly looking to try and find an ROI when it comes to the monetization of of action and effort and if we're not evaluating our family with regards to how can our family as a group live the life we truly want to live as Tom was talking about earlier, which is absolutely brilliant. And Tom, I need to reach out to you directly because I just had a TikTok video explode over 300,000 views. That's been completely insane. That's not the point. If we're not constantly looking at our family in order for us to be able to live the life we truly want to live and recognize that our family is also an opportunity to generate assets and, and recognize that family oftentimes is a financial liability. Most people are just constantly paying out of pocket to have the life they want to live. They're not utilizing the opportunity of family to build financial assets and protective vehicles to continue to grow their wealth and push their prosperity forward. And so that's been a big thing for me, Scott. Like I know that you're much further down the path um, uh, in that particular region than I am. And that's something I've really been leaning into a lot in order to facilitate that for my family. So for those of you that haven't done this before, for those of that you that you are listening right now, uh, you know I I did this 24 months ago. Scott's done this a long time ago. If you, if you haven't considered or started looking into this, it's something that's really important to consider, especially as we see the shifts in the market economy happening. And there's no difference between between that and that concept of protection that we constantly talk about. If you truly want to protect your family, if you truly want to protect your your assets, your wealth 
physical protection and financial protection go hand in hand. So just recognize that if you, if your family is always a financial liability because you're not seeing your family as a way to grow wealth, then, then you're not utilizing everything at your disposal and every tool that you have available and, and wield those tools in such a way that benefit you and the family. And this is, this is a huge piece. I don't want to rant. I am going to take one minute to say this. This is really important. Every single day, you should be evaluating what your inventory looks like, your personal inventory and your, your, your uh, human inventory. What skills do you currently have and what skills do you not have? What skills do the people in your network have and what skills do they not have? How can you leverage your network to continue to drive yourself in the direction of building wealth and gaining prosperity? How can you leverage your network? And your family is part of this. Like if you're not looking at the human inventory of your family, if you're not looking at the strengths and weaknesses, the assets and liabilities of every one of the individuals in your family, you're doing yourself and your family a disservice. You have a responsibility, a responsibility to lead, train, mentor, and coach, as well as love, cherish, and provide the people of your family, especially your immediate family. This is an imperative. It's your responsibility to do this. If you're not leaning into this, you're, you're taking away not only an opportunity to grow personally, but an opportunity to see those that you love the most grow as well. And I think this is a piece that gets missed the most. I, I really, there, there's so many aspects of being a husband, a dad, a wife, a mother, um, an entrepreneur, a business owner. It, 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 there's so many different aspects of this that, that I, I think people overlook so many different pieces. And, and I, I don't think it's because it's done on purpose. I just think people don't know what they don't know. And it's, it's really important. Look, every single day when you wake up, checking your bank statements, checking your credit card, checking your information, understanding what your finances look like, identifying your, fa your financial assets and liabilities, but you should also be identifying your personal assets and liabilities, your skills, the, the desire to grow and become better. I had this conversation yesterday when I went to see my therapist. My therapist specifically stated, she said, you can be doing your best and you can be doing better. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with that, but I do agree with this. You have the ability to be better if you choose to do better every single day and if you're not choosing to do better then you are then the liability and i promise you if you take that personal inventory every single morning you will identify the one specific critical task for that day or that week to move the needle forward Adam, I love it. I love it. I love it. Adam, listen, people vote with their keyboards as you're speaking, as Scott's speaking. Big, big props. Let's welcome Adam and Scott, Dan, Brenda, Victor, Chantel, Ed, Tamar, Burke, and so many others who are joining the Savage Initiative email newsletter where they're going to get more information by email from Scott and Adam. So definitely click on that link and join up. And those who say, you know what, I want to even dive in more. Questions are coming in the chat. Feel free to apply and see if you qualify for being in the Savage initiative community for sure. And Scott, one thing you said, and Adam, thank you for what you shared. Well, two things I want to say, and then we're going to open up the floor to questions and answers. So please get your questions ready about your business, about your life. Scott, Adam, and myself are here to help you. That's like SAR, Scott, Adam, Ramon. Anyways, um, that we can help you in your business or your life. But I must say, uh, Scott, to your point about taking money out uh, automatically, that was one big struggle I've had, Scott, and I still need more help with it. You know, I get money in my account, Scott, that sucker will go on Starbucks 
or like a $130 shirt from my British manufacturer, Charles Tierwitt, like nobody's business, Scott. So to your point, I have to automate withdrawals. You know, I just got to get rid of it. Like whether it's going to investment accounts, wherever, I got to get rid of it. So I can see only $50 in my main account and, then, and that's all I'll spend. So uh, I, I liked your point with that. And Adam and Scott, Adam, your point about family, which is why I love rolling with you two gentlemen, is that I think our hearts is amazing. I love the protection aspect, what I can learn from Adam about weapons and being aware and, and the physical protection, but also working with Adam and Scott on leadership, being a better father, better husband, or if I was a mom, a mom or wife, this is why I love it. We're talking about finance and family and health. Scott's in the health. Uh, um, um, Adam's in the health. So this is what I like. But before I open the floor, Scott, do you want to add anything or Adam before we begin to open the floor and take questions from the BWC audience from the next 25 minutes? Scott, anything you wanted to add before we open up? No, let's let's part of our mission is to give back, right? That's with the newsletters. And so Ramon, you're you're the the best moderator on Clubhouse. So let's <laughs> let's 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 help some people, brother. Let's roll. Let's do it. All right. Unmike, say your name. If you have a specific question for Scott out of myself about leadership, family, protection, anything you heard, and full disclosure, anything we're given about tax information, finances, I think there's some rule you're supposed to disclose it. So I'll just do that for all of us. Listen, Scott's not trying to give financial advice. Adam's not. I'm not. We're just sharing with you things that have worked in our life, which you may want to consider, but definitely talk to an accountant, a tax attorney, whatever, that professional in your life who can help you with the specifics of it. But let's open the mic. Who wants to unmike, say your name? and join us on the stage. We got 23 minutes to go. Who's first? On mic, say your name. And if not, I'll keep going forever and ever, and I can, I got a lot of questions. <laughs> so don't wait, because what's gonna happen to us, we're gonna say good time's morning. up. Been... Okay, who said good morning? What's your name? Amanda Sanner here. Amanda, good morning. It's all good to hear your voice. Welcome, yeah. what's your question for Adam, Scott, and Ramon? Uh, well, kind of uh, two. Uh, the one uh, with S-Corp, being in a position where I have not yet uh, become a business owner, uh, just being, you know, get a little LLC under my belt. Uh, if I have those wheels turning and as the wheels turn, you've got multiple LLC uh, ideas. Should the attention go into which LLC do you start first or should the initial uh, move be that S Corp? to start the umbrella right there. Amanda, first, you, you, you want to form a business that has income coming in and solves a problem. So first and foremost, what problem do you solve? What business do you have? Uh, the S-Corp just houses everything in there. Let me give you an example. If I have passive, if I have active income, so I run the car dealership. I cannot go open an ice cream stand and the ice cream stand loses money to help save me in taxes on my active income. Passive loss cannot go against an active gain. However, however, if I have a bunch of companies, which I do, underneath my S corporation, the positives and the negatives can offset each other. So that's the reason why you would start an S corporation, but you've got to start a company first. That's a more of an advanced strategy, but anything you want to do, if you want to start an S corporation, it's simply getting with an attorney. Like when Ramon and I and Adam started Savage Initiative, we had a phone call with, I think my accountant and my attorney, this is what we want. Hey guys, review this, see if it's okay with y'all. Let's go open up a bank account, bada bing, bada boom, let's roll. 
I mean, it's not people have this paralysis and they wait. And trust me, I've been that person too. this vision that I've had for Savage Initiative. I've had this vision for 10 years. I, I should have got involved five years ago. But guess what? I found the perfect partners. I got to found Adam and then I found Ramon and I'm acting, you know, I, I was waiting for him. But don't don't sit and worry about should I do an escort? First of all, you've got to have a business and solve a problem that brings in income. The, the, the S corporation is just so that all of it can house in. Plus I could put my wife on payroll. I could put my children on payroll. Uh, I can ha have meetings at my house and write off part of my house. So there's all called the Augusta rule. Then there's all sorts of strategies you can employ, but you know, um, the S corp is more of running a uh, 10 uh, uh, K or a half marathon. And first you just got to bring in uh, income. Amanda, I hope all's well. Great to hear your voice. And, uh, you know, we all look forward to serving other people. So, Ramon, I'll pass it back over to you. Or, Adam, if you had anything you'd like to say, or Ramon, go right ahead. No, you nailed it, brother. And, Amanda, feel free. I always like people to uplift themselves. Amanda, take 10 seconds and feel free to, if you have something, a shout-out about yourself, Amanda, what you do, who you serve, feel free to leverage the platform you have right now and just say hi to everybody. Uh, tell us about your business and, and what we should do. What's the call to action we should take to pour into Amanda? Feel free to take another 10 seconds, Amanda, and talk about yourself. Uh <laughs> Wrong time. No to problem. Ask that. All right. No problem. And and to be clear, I want to echo something that Scott said. And then Scott, just briefly tell me if I got it right. I just want to repeat what I'm hearing. First, build a great business. Build a good business. You know, just do the basics right. Make a product, sell it, and make some money. Just do that. Then go up to kindergarten and do all the things that Scott and Adam and myself are telling you. So I just want to echo that because I think some people, Scott, they try to do it in reverse. Ooh, how can I invest in a Hawaiian property? And you ain't got no money. You know, you're, you're not even, you haven't even been in business yet. So first, just make the lemonade stand and sell two glasses of lemonade. Then worry about getting a fancy cart with lights on. Does that make sense, Scott? Was that, did I repeat what I, what I heard you kind of say? Yes, 100%, exactly. Yeah, 100%. I guess uh, to kind of, uh, to kind of actually uh, bring up maybe a good point in the midst of like uh, just what's being talked about. Um, I, I happened to have the engine blow my car uh, back in March. My mom was able to sign over a minivan that sat for two years in their driveway. And I put the money in to get that running. The transmission blew in that while the temporary tags were still on. So I had two engines blow in my form of transportation, getting me to my job. I had a full-time job and was three weeks away from uh, one year at that employment. I lost my transportation and my job. They fired me while I was on the side of the highway trying to get there. So um, Ramon, you actually extended yourself to me uh, for someone to help me with just mentoring, coaching uh, right after that happened. But um, we're talking about the basics and not spending money where you can't, um, you know, I'm in a position where, uh, just transportation to a grocery store or to do laundry, um, that has fallen off. So then, you know, instead of like thinking bigger picture, um, I happen to be in one of those situations where you're just trying to figure out. How do you get to a job if you have no car? How do you get a car if you have no job? Um, Amanda. So Amanda. just the basics of life, you know, kind of. Um, Amanda, this is Scott. I part in yeah. a car dealership. I'm busy the next two days because it's month in and I've got goals to attain. And I need to have complete focus with my team. Uh, 
But if you'll reach out to me, message me on Sunday, I'll see what I can do. One advice would be if you have to, if there's a bus in your area, you know, uh, I would go work at a McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, something like that. And I would, if I had to, literally I would walk, but reach out to me Monday or Sunday or Monday, and I'll see what I can't do uh, for you to assist you next week. And, uh, and I'm real sorry to hear about all that. Uh, but trust me, where there's a will, there's a way. I'm going to run. I'm going to pass it back over to you. Yeah, Amanda. I hear that. Thank you it. so Amanda, much. Listen, thank you so much. What a great, great uh, – thank you for always being here, Amanda, sharing. All right, who wants to unmike? Say your name. We got uh, 40, 60 minus 43. <laughs> Whatever that is. Scott and Adam, I'm not the numbers guy, but I love marketing. All right, who's next? Uh, unmike, say your name, and let's continue the discussion with Scott, Adam, and Ramon. Who's next? Unmike, say your name. Hi, this is Linda. Linda, um, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Linda, and then dive into your specific question. Okay. Well, I'm a uh, I'm a teacher and a consultant. I help school schools and well school leaders uh, reach their objectives for school improvement. And uh, Scott has been such a great wealth of information. I absolutely love Scott. I don't know what happened to him, but Friday's his day. I haven't been on as much, so now I know during Friday mornings. And um, uh, the advice that was given, um, well, you know, I want to backpedal a little bit. Um, the the Linda, last feel young... Free to back, feel free to backpedal, but also we want to know what that nugget of question is. Because we <laughs> yes. want to get one or two in. So yes. feel free, take your time, share backpedal. a little bit, but then we want to get that question. Go ahead, Linda. Yeah, yeah. So the last speaker spoke about really being in survival mode, right? And so once you're... How do, once you get out of survival mode, that that mindset for more, uh, the mindset to begin a business, the, the mindset to run your family as a business, the mindset to, um, to um, really um, your 401k to just completely, you know, every year to, to put in that full amount every year. How do you, when, when someone is in that mindset, how do you create that mindset when you're in survival mode? That, I think that would be very helpful to, to hear that. Great question, Linda. Adam and Scott are the perfect people to answer that. Adam, if you don't mind, Adam, let me turn to you first. Mindset, mindset, mindset. I know this is something you, you live and breathe by before the weapons and all those things. Mindset. Talk to Linda, Adam, what you've learned over the years. And then Scott, please pour into Linda as well. And you can thank her for I, wonderful I love this question so much. I really appreciate you putting it out there. You know, I think the, I think the fact is, is that survival mode is based on fear. And it's based on fear of losing. And that's what survival mode really comes down to. I'm, I'm just, you know, we hear this term, I'm just getting by. And oftentimes the I'm just getting by mentality really does focus on the fear of loss and the fear of losing what you have. The difference between surviving, and, and, I, and I don't like that term, are you going to survive? Are you going to thrive? I don't like it because I feel like it's used all too often. I, I think the concept of thriving is is a different definition for every person. I much prefer to live the concept, uh, to say the concept or idea of, are you going to just exist or are you going to live? And that's the difference, I think, between the mentality of surviving and the mentality of moving forward into prosperity. And that mentality is identify, recognize, and know what you have. Work regularly and tirelessly at protecting what you have, not from a mentality of fear of loss, but from a mentality of, 
a desire to grow. And that's the shift. The shift in mentality must come down to the idea and concept and perspective that you have a responsibility to invest in prospering, to invest in action, to invest in going forward, to invest in being better at being you. And this is a crucial, crucial part. Survival is the fear of death, loss, betrayal, whatever you want to call it, but it's based on fear. And if we constantly take action based on fear, then we will always step away from what it is that we want to achieve. We will always step away from what it is that we want to be. We will always put up walls around us to defend us from the world or the people or the things that are actively out to get us, quote unquote. The difference between surviving and shifting the mentality and perspective into something more is a shift of what you're looking at. Stop looking at what you have to protect. Start looking at what you want to create. Start looking at what you want to grow. Start looking at where you want to go. Because if you want to just survive, the easiest way for you to do that is to get a nine to five, get paid minimum wage, go home, sit down, crack open your beer, put your feet on your table and get real comfortable. Because surviving is death through stagnation. That's what surviving is. The thing about survival is that you are literally doing just enough to get by. We're doing just enough to maintain, doing just enough to, to exist. I hate the term survival. I'm a survival expert. I actually teach people in wilderness survival and what it means to survive. But the difference between surviving in the wilderness and living in the wilderness, it requires one thing. The action to better your position. If you've ever watched the show alone, I love the show alone. They lose a lot of weight. They have medical issues. But some of those people, and especially ones that live, they live and they win because they choose to live in the wilderness. They choose to not just do enough to exist. They constantly take action to better their position, better structure, better food, better traps, better tools, better weapons, better position, more fresh water, more fresh. Like they constantly take more action to better their position. And so for any of you that are out there right now that are having a problem or a fear or a concern that I'm just going to survive, shift your perspective from stepping away from what you want to have, stepping away from what you want in order to protect what you have and recognize that what you have is the investment to get what you want. And that is the principal perspective shift that has to happen. And if you can't find that perspective within yourself, call me, call Ramon, call Scott, go to the Savage Initiative, submit the application or send me a DM on IG. I don't really care either way. I want to see people create a massively powerful life that creates impact for themselves and prosperity for their family. And if you can't get yourself out of that rut, call somebody to help you because the other piece about shifting your perspective and mentality from survival to prosperity is accepting, willing, and acknowledging that every once in a while, I want some help. And that help is the thing that shifts the perspective. That little fire that you are having a hard time lighting inside of yourself, someone else can come up and kick you in the ass and help light it for you. Wow. Um, and Scott, uh, before you answer, Adam, I just wanted to add, Linda, wasn't that fire? <laughs> I just want to say, if you prefer watching the movie Alone over every other TV series, can you put the word alone in the, in the chat? Adam, you and I can see where we like each other. I love Alone. And I don't have the background you have, Adam, but I visualize it through watching that show. Scott, uh, Linda talked about mindset, mindset, and more. Uh, talk to us about that, Scott, or riff of what Adam said, but the mic is all yours, Scott. Talk to Linda. 
Hey, Linda, first of all, thank you for your kind words. And yeah, I used to have two or three different segments on Clubhouse. Um, the segment that Ramon and Adam and I all have here is Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you set a reminder, you know, please join us. We'll be here every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and I, I love Clubhouse. I love uh, Breakfast with Champions. I love the people that are on here. This is this is family and been family to me for a couple of years. And your kind words, I sincerely appreciate you. And thank you so much. I get so many back channel messages. I get tagged on Instagram. I get tagged on Facebook. That Those messages and that support is what keeps me showing up here every single week and supporting this group. It's the support that I get back and, um, you know, both at the dealerships and both personally. So thank you all, all so much for tagging me and sharing clips and everything that y'all do for us three here. Um, yeah, Linda, I, I get that question a lot from people. Um, the problem I see with a lot of people that are about my age or, or they, they get into, I'm, I turned 50 in December, uh, they get into a career and they don't think about the amount of money they can make in that career. So let me give you an example. Say if it's a teacher or if it's um, uh, any other occupation, public servant, whatever the case may be. So they want to go there and they make it, they want to go make a difference and they do, you know, and teachers are, are underpaid. Police officers are underpaid. There's a lot of people that, that serve our communities, to be honest with you, that are underpaid, you know, and I know this is going to sound harsh, but instead of sending billions of dollars to other countries, let's worry about, let's put America first. Let's put our country first. And I'm sorry if you're not from this country, but that's just what I feel. Um, our teachers need to be paid more. Our police need to be paid more. We need to have resource officers in our school, but let me get off that soapbox. But anyway, I, I talked to a lot of people and they chose a career and then they're not happy with what they make. So in other words, I chose to, to this occupation, but then I'm not happy where I'm at financially. The reason why I chose the auto industry, one, um, I wanted to own a car dealership. I love cars. I love moving lives forward. I love transportation. I'm a car nut. So that enables me to drive cars really for free, which I, which I like. Two, I can make unlimited income. So I picked an industry and occupation that I can make unlimited income. Now, when I first started in the auto industry, I had a master's degree and I started selling cars. Even my own father said, boy, what are you doing? Why are you going to go sell cars? You've got a master's degree. Why don't you go get a job working for some major company? I said, Dad, I want to own a car dealership one day. And I've got for me to enable for me to do that, I need to go sell cars so I understand what people go through. I was laughed at. I was mocked. I thought I was called stupid. I was called, why did I waste that time? Now 11 years ago, I bought my first dealership and those people that are doctors, lawyers, and went in to work those companies, I make substantially more money than them. Now they're reaching out to me and saying, hey, you weren't so stupid after all. So, you know, for people that are in occupations, make sure, especially if you're younger, you're looking at where that occupation can take you. And if you truly want to do it to serve, then that's what you put on your heart and you'll be blessed in other ways. But then don't have envy for other people. And if I was a teacher, what I would do is I would hone my skills and I would find how I can consult other people and get paid for my time, or I would completely change occupations. That's what I would do. 
it's unfortunate, but I see a lot of people that are already dead, but they're technically still alive. They're counting down their days to retirement. They're saying, thank God it's Friday, TGIF. That is one of the dumbest things someone could say, because what you're saying is my life Monday through Thursday sucks. That's what you're saying. Or I can't wait to take a vacation or hey, it's five o'clock somewhere. Those people are just stating that they're miserable in their life. So if you don't like where you're at, then make changes. And most people are cannot push themselves. They have to have somebody push them and hold them accountable. That's part of the reason why that we started the Savage Initiative. The people that are in my network, the people that work for me, I'm not their friend. I like to be their friend. But I'm my job is to bring out the best in them in all aspects of life. And sometimes it's calling them out on their BS. They put the memes up, they put the things on social media, but their their actions aren't backing up their words. If you truly want to see what someone's about, don't listen to their mouth, watch their actions. But Linda, I appreciate your kind words, but you know, there's all sorts of things that you can do to become an expert in the industry, and then you can monetize or serve others. But you really got to take a look, and it's never too late. It's never too late to make changes in your life. But uh, I appreciate our teachers. I, 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 we should, they should make more money. Uh, they should be compensated well because they impact our communities and they impact our children. So I appreciate you. I hey, appreciate Linda, take 10 you seconds too. to respond. Feel free to, yes. yeah. Yes, I appreciate you too, Scott. And this room, Breakfast with Champions, um, I've had this business for many years, but recently I just pivoted and I began selling journals uh, to schools and bespoke, just uh, created specifically for the schools. Um, same niche, because uh, I did boutique um, uh, planning with the teachers. And now it's a, another aspect. So there's money coming in in other ways. So, and that's only be because I was in this room and uh, taking the advice to really um, do what is needed, what the, look at the needs that they have and meet that need and solve that problem and finding other ways to solve problems and to be of service. So I, I appreciate you, Scott and Ramon and and Glenn and just everyone who's, who's poured into us because I come here almost every day, but I haven't been um, here as much because I've been focusing in more on my business and really putting my ear to the to the road, really. And I partnered with other uh, another business who also told me, hey, get the low-hanging fruit because you're looking for things that, that you're going to have to build a relationship. Lever leverage the, maybe I don't like that word leverage, but leverage the relationships that you already have. Use those relationships. And um, and the business has been, been growing very well. So I thank you all for your help. You're so welcome, Linda. We're so glad you're here. And we have three minutes to go. Listen, we're towards the tail end of our conversation. The absolute amazing Amelia is coming up next and her crew. Uh, but I'm just going to say a few comments. Then, uh, Scott, I'd love you to uh, share some final closing thoughts. And Adam, why don't you close us out and introduce Amelia Antonetti. But again, everybody, this is Ramon Ray. Started five small businesses. Just announced selling my third business. I told Smart Hustle. I made that public, I think, on Tuesday to Zen Business, uh, launching the Savage Initiative with Scott Simons and Adam Smith. So definitely check that profile out. People right now are already signing up to our email newsletter. 
definitely check out the community. If you like what you're hearing and you want to get more of this, the first person to get these insights from Adam Smith and Scott Simons, definitely check out The Savage Initiative, that link there. We are here to serve you, pour into you, all y'all people, DM and Scott, all y'all people say help me, all y'all people reaching out to Adam Smith. Feel free to check out the Savage Initiative. That's where a lot of our energy will be poured into. But I'm Ramon Ray. Scott, I'll turn it to you. And then Scott, turn it to Adam. And we will close out this amazing session. Scott, it's all you. Well, no, I had a lot of fun this morning. I love pouring into people and serving this Breakfast with Champion community. Um, uh, you know, y'all been family to me for the last couple of years. I remember when COVID happened and, you know, Glenn said, jump on this app with me, bro. And then we were on here for hours and hours and hours pouring and serving. And I love to see people like Linda take action with the advice that we've given and make changes in her life. And uh, someone that I admire and respect, I saw just pop in here that was here, one of the OGs, Coach Isaac. And I know he's down there in LSU doing big things. And I can't wait to come visit him. I'm gonna, I'm trying like crazy to come to the Alabama LSU game. But uh, he's an he's a OG and just a great human being. I always love seeing him in here. And I, I can't wait to be in his presence. And if you aren't following Coach Isaac, he went viral a couple times, and he went viral recently on an LSU video, made it to Sports Center, and uh, he's just a true gem. So if you aren't following Coach Isaac or reaching out to him, he's a he's a heck of a man. But you know, Ramon and Adam, it's just an honor to do life with y'all two gentlemen. You know, Adam, I've learned so much from you, and and Ramon, uh, man, you're just you, you've been a blessing to me. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not connected to these people, these amazing people, and all the people at the top, you know, serve them first. Uh, serve them first by sharing, uh, by by liking their, their their posts, by sharing them out there on social media. That's the best way that you can get back and get into their space. And the next thing you know, you're selling Jake Paul a truck. And I'm having conversations with, you know, offensive coordinator at Pittsburgh Steelers and selling the catch, the Mets catcher, a TRX. And you just build your network by serving others. But, but anyway, uh, Adam, I'm going to pass it over to you. Thank you all all this morning. It was a heck of a lot of fun, and I hope you got something out of it. And I hope you take action and, uh, and have a great rest of the, uh, your day. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.